So the title of my message today is CPR. How many of you know how to give CPR? I've taken a couple of classes. I've been licensed a few times, and and Tolanda, Tolanda wants me to read you a story. I read it to her today, so I got to read it to you. A lesson for many. A mouse looking through a hole in the wall sees the farmer and his wife open a package. He was terrified to see that it was a mouse trap. He ran to the patio to warn everyone. There's a mouse trap at home. The chicken was cackling and digging and says, excuse me, Mr. Mouse, I understand that is a big problem for you, but it does not hurt me at all. So the rodent went to the lamb and he says the same thing. Excuse me, Mr. Mouse, but I don't think I can do more than ask for you in my prayers. The mouse went to the cow and she said, but am I in danger? I think not, said the cow. The mouse returned to the house, worried and dejected to face the farmer's mousetrap. That night, a great noise was heard like that of the mousetrap catching its victim. The woman ran to see what she had caught. In the dark, she did not see that the mousetrap had caught the tail of a poisonous snake. The speedy snake bit the woman. The farmer immediately took her to the hospital. She came back with a high fever. The farmer, to comfort her, prepared a nutritious soup, grabbed a knife, and went to find the main ingredient, the chicken. <laughs> Since the women did not get better, friends and neighbors went to visit them. The farmer killed the lamb to feed them. The woman did not get better and died. And in the end, the husband sold the cow to the slaughterhouse to cover the funeral expenses. The next time someone tells you about their problem and you think that it doesn't affect you because it's not yours and you don't pay attention to it, think twice. He who doesn't live to serve doesn't serve to live. The world is not going badly because of the wickedness of the bad, but because of the apathy of the good. So when someone needs you for their problems, give them your hand or give them a word of encouragement. May you never lack empathy. Remember, remember it very well, empathy. Amen. What did uh, they say after World War II, all it takes for a few good men to say nothing, do nothing, and that's how that kind of stuff happens. That's how they killed all those Jews. Nobody spoke up. So today, as I said, my title is CPR. The CPR stands for something, <coughs> not just uh, pushing on somebody's heart, you know, but the CPR that I want to talk about today is corporate prayer. Corporate prayer, and I'm going to read out of Acts chapter 4, 23 through 32 to start. So if you'll stand with me for the reading of the word this morning. The believers pray for courage. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? 
The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. The believers shared their possessions. Verse 32, all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, and they shared everything they had. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would speak to us, Lord, as we, we discuss this passage today, as we talk about corporate prayer and what it means, and, and Lord, and even how to, to enter in to corporate prayer. Father God, that we could be as bold as these that we read of today. And Lord, that your presence yeah, would fill this place, overflowing God. That Lord, that you'd shake us loose from the bondages of this world, God. And that we'd have that freedom to be bold for you, to share your word, to share your love, Father God, to have empathy for other people. Father God, that we would be a voice in crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. Give us strength today, Father, here in your presence. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. All right, Mario, give me some lights or, or turn on the lights. I, I know everybody likes the, the mood, you know, set the mood. I'm not a, um, what do you call that, Dawn? I'm not an aviance guy. I'm a, I like to see your eyes guy. <laughs> I like to make sure they're open. <laughs> I do. I, you know, when I was a young adults pastor, man, it was almost dark in that room when we worshiped and God would come and everything. But they knew when I hit the pulpit, turn on the lights because I have to see people. I don't like to just preach in the dark. I want to see, I want to see the light, amen? I want to see your faces. I want to see your smiles. That was a cue. <laughs> Everybody smile, huh? It's great to come together. I'm so glad our Samoan pastor and his church has come together with us today as he'll be sharing today on worship. I'm excited for that. But I'm going to start the conference off now with corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is so powerful. And this passage that we just read was corporate prayer, a great example of it. And the reason why I want to talk about it in this first session of the conference is that corporate prayer comes with power. Whenever two or more are gathered in his name, amen, there is power. There's, there's something that happens when we come together in the name of Jesus. When we come together in agreement, there is power. Uh, there, there was this man, he was plowing a field, but he had a hoe. And he had his acres of land, and he's out there with his hoe, and he's plowing that ground, and, and he, he's sweating and everything. And he looked off in the distance, and he could see somebody a mile away doing the same thing, plowing the ground with the hoe. And then this guy pulls up in a big combine. And he yells down at the guy. He says, hey, 
climb aboard. And he says, I'll plow this field for you. And, and the, the guy's like, really? He goes, yeah, it'll just take a few minutes, you know. And the guy with the hose thinking, oh my gosh, this would take me weeks, months to plow this whole field with a hoe. To have this guy come along right now and to plow this and just, you know, we'll be done in an hour. We'll be out of here. And he, he yelled up at the guy. He says, that would be great. He said, hey, what's your name? And the guy said, corporate prayer. And he got on board. You see, corporate prayer takes the place of the, the hoe of one thing at a time and one person at a time praying. It's, it's bringing us all together and, and looking at the same thing. When I have, oh, praise God, Anton found my anointing oil here. I've, I've been missing it for months. I don't know where he found it. Unless one of you borrowed it and then just brought it back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But when you look at this water bottle, I mean, you see one thing, you see another thing. You might even see a little something different. But we're all looking at the same thing. So when we're looking at the same thing, you're going to cry out, Niagara, Niagara. You might cry out, barcode, because that's what you see. See, but we're all looking at the same thing. You see, that's what corporate prayer does, is it takes us to the place that when we're looking at the same thing, we're calling out what we see. See, because I don't see things as you see things, and you don't see things as I see things, but we need together to come together to pray so that we accomplish what God wants to do. Amen? Amen. God wants to quench our thirst through the bottle of water, so we're going to call it out. That's what corporate prayer does. It's going to accomplish a lot that quenches our thirst. So that's, that's a combine. So when we pray corporately, we need to look at the whole field, not just concentrating on what's in front of us with a hoe. Don't, don't laugh. I knew somebody was going to laugh. I'm like, oh, how do I change that word? Not just concentrating on, on what we can do with a hoe, but what we can do with a combine, with a whole field being plowed. Amen. This means focusing in on the issue for the whole people. Peter could have just focused on himself. Peter and John, when they came out, of, they were arrested, they were in jail, amen, for doing what Jesus had told them. They just healed this man. And now they were punishing him because it was a Sabbath. And now they're upset, you know, that they're praying in the name of Jesus. And they told him, hey, listen, don't pray in the name of Jesus anymore. You know, don't bring him up. And they said, who should we obey, God or man? And they finally released him, you know. But when he come out, I mean, what they went through, it wasn't fair. You know, it, it, was, it was not a nice thing that they were doing to him. But he went beyond. Peter went beyond himself. And we got to go about it. He went to the bigger picture of what was going on, Amen. The first thing that Peter did in his prayer, and I've been saying this for a long time, is he declared who God was. He declared who God is, amen. That's when he, he exalted his name. He lifted him up. And that's where, but listen, I say Peter, but when you look at that, that passage, it says they all begin to pray. You see, I believe that in corporate prayer, when we come together and we start praying, we shouldn't just sit and listen to the guy praying. I've been in some countries when I say, let's pray. It's like, oh boy, I got to really get 
get louder because if I want them to hear what I'm praying, because they're, they're, you know, they're screaming out in prayers already, you know, the whole congregation. And so I think God just made me loud enough so I can compete. <laughs> so I pick it up, you know, when I start praying, I pick it up a notch. And, uh, but when, when you go to corporate prayer, like I said, in other countries, it's everybody's just shouting out. Everybody's just declaring. Everybody's, we're all going the same direction. We're, we're on that combine and we're moving. It's not just one person standing behind the pulpit saying a prayer and everybody else listening. They're praying. They're praying. They start praying in the spirit. They start shouting out. They start declaring. You know, as, we, as we're going a certain direction, they enter in and they join with it. Amen. And so, but the first thing they, that Peter did and all the people did is they begin to hollow the name of God. They begin to exalt him. And that's, you know, that's, when we come together, that's the, the first thing. That's why we do praise and worship first, man. We want to hollow the name of God. We want to lift it up. We want to exalt him, amen. We want to declare how great our God is. How great is our God, amen. That's what we want people to know. Yeah, we want to shout it out in here. We want God to know he is great, amen. And we do that corporately, and that's how it should be when we come together in corporate prayer, is that we exalt God, amen, lift him up on high. And then the second thing that he did was he pulled up a prophetic word out from the Old Testament, and he said, he began to declare, the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, he pulled up, a, I mean, you know, the, they didn't have Bibles. You understand that, right? They didn't have Bibles. They had scrolls. Scrolls were kept in the synagogues. So they didn't walk around with a scroll, you know, pull it out of their pocket. Well, let me see. No, it was what God had put in them. And he began declares it. You know, the whole word of God, the Bible, is God breathed. The whole thing. Amen. Every word in this book comes from God. I've heard people say things, especially now when there's, there's issues in our society, they're saying, well, Jesus never said that. Well, if you read the whole thing, he did. See, because this is the word of God, the whole thing. It's not just the letters in red that Jesus spoke. It's the words that Paul spoke. It's the words that David spoke. It's the words that Moses spoke, amen. The whole thing is the word of God. You can't differentiate and say, Jesus never said it. When it's in here, just because it's not in red, Jesus said it. He said it through his prophets. He said it through Peter right here. The whole word of God is breathed. And so, we, you know, otherwise, what are we doing here if we're not going to just pay attention to the whole thing? And I, and I think it's really important we don't let people throw us off track when they say, well, Jesus never said that. You know, especially with the homosexual thing right now. Jesus didn't talk a lot. Of, he didn't talk about that. But it's all throughout the word of God. So, you know, people say, well, Jesus never said that. Yes, he did. Amen. So he did it, like I said, through the other writers. Now, after speaking the prophetic scripture, they declare what they're up against. And then they make their petition. You know, a lot of times we come to God, we want to just tell him what we're going through. But that's not how we're ever shown in the word. Even if you read in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I mean, they fasted and when they begin to pray, they glorified God. 
They declared who he was in 2 Chronicles 20 when Jehoshaphat had this huge army coming against him. They declared who God was. They declared who he was to them, you know, and, and that's what they did here. And then they take that scripture and, and, and they, they declare that scripture out, what Jesus had already told them was going to be happening. And they're going, it's happening right here, Jerusalem, right now. Everything they did to Jesus was already told to us. We should know this stuff is what he's saying. And then they make the petition. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Amen. That's just the start. They, they go into the petition and God meets them there. And I know that when, when we come together corporately, it makes a difference in how we come in. Amen. Like even Sunday morning, we pray corporately here. We all come to the altar and we just start praying and believing and trusting God for this service. And then we, then we stand up and we start praying out loud together corporately. And, you know, and God responds to this stuff. I mean, God responded to them. He shook the building that they were in. You know, his presence was so heavy in that prayer time that he shook the building they were in. Amen. And then he filled them all with the Holy Spirit. You know, you don't get filled with the Holy Spirit just once. I can't say, well, I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 1979 on Thanksgiving Day at Delanda's house. I can't just say that because I was filled with the Holy Spirit the next week and the next week and all the time. Amen. When I come into his presence, when I press into him, he fills me. Amen. That's the idea. That's the plan that we constantly get filled. We, when we come and we get together in his house and we start celebrating him and we start praising him, man, you can feel the presence come and he just fills you and the joy comes and you start singing in the spirit. You start praying in the spirit because he's filling you. His presence just starts overwhelming you and you're, you know, some people it makes them uncomfortable. You know, if you're a visitor and you're feeling the presence of God, it's, it's usual for us. It's not unusual. It's usual. That's what it's supposed to be when we get together. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm believing for our house to shake. Amen. I'm believing for that. That when we come, his presence, because we come together in his name, because we glorify who he is, amen, because we declare the word to what he has promised, and we stand in agreement that God is going to do something in us, amen. God is going to do something in you. God is going to answer your prayers. God is going to meet you right where you're at, amen. And then the power behind it, I mean, after, after being filled with the Holy Spirit, it says it brought unity. The people were united in heart in, uh, in heart, in heart and mind, in heart and mind, they were united. They were united. They were brought together. It brought them together to where they didn't, they didn't have that, that value like, this is my stuff over here. Don't touch my stuff. They it just like took their ownership off of their things and said, come on, man, you need, you need this. And they just begin to share amongst themselves together. Amen. There was unity that, that was birthed in this. And it brought such a boldness and a confidence in them that they went out with boldness to share the word of God. See, that's what corporate prayer, corporate prayer is supposed to birth something inside of us that motivates us to be bold. Now we don't just sit back and say, oh, that was a nice service. Oh, pastor was on fire today. You leave going, I'm lit up today. I'm going to go tell somebody about Jesus. 
you know, I, I went, I went to get my hair cut this week. You know, don't I look good? Yeah, look at that. A nice cut, trim my beard, everything, you know. A little commercial, Greg. But no, I, I go in, I go into Greg's shop. Thursday mor- Thursday morning, yeah, I go in there and uh, he's, he sa- stops and he says, hey, this is my pastor right here. And I go in and sit down and he goes, this guy question, has questions looking for Jesus. He's been looking at everything else and he says, but today he's looking for Jesus. And I'm like, wow. So we, I just jumped right in with him and we led the guy to Jesus right there in the barbershop, amen. <laughs> It was a great time, hungry. Huh? It was. It was like, wow. It's a wow moment, you know, because that guy was ready and he gave his life to Jesus. Are you here today? Weston? I don't see him. We invited him, though. You bet we invited him. That's right. We do our part. But that boldness, you know, I seen it on Greg when I walked in there. I was like, wow. Wow. Look at him go, you know. And, and we prayed and and uh, when the guy finished his haircut, he was, you could tell. Yes. Yeah, and even when another guy came for a haircut, he sat outside. He didn't come in. He just looked and he just sat outside because Greg's got chairs out there, you know. God, but God, amen. You know, but when, 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 we, when we get into his presence, when we experience what God wants to do through corporate prayer, it brings that unity where you feel that desire. I have to go tell somebody about Jesus. I got to get out of here. I got to go tell somebody. I got to. I got to go in that fire and I got to tell somebody. It's not just something that you want to keep to yourself. And, and when we have corporate, this is where we want to end up at. Amen. We want this place filled with his presence. You know, I'm going to give you a few examples today about corporate prayer, about how to pray. Because sometimes it's hard. Let me tell you, to switch gears into corporate prayer, to not praying your own way can be difficult. Because you've got to think. I'm not saying you can't think. I'm just saying you got to think. But corporately, let's, let's talk about COVID. I'm glad my brother and sister are here today. They've been in that battle of COVID and they're overcome and they're here today. But corporately, when we come together corporate prayer, like on Wednesday nights, we would not just look at the one individual. Oh, Lord, heal the tans. Although we want them healed. But when we come together corporately, we're not looking at the hoe. We're looking at the whole field. Okay, so there's a spirit of infirmity that's been unleashed to bring COVID against the land. Amen. There's been divisiveness by evil people that have allowed this thing to spread, allowed this place to get into our communities. Okay, so we don't want to just pray for the individual. What we want to pray for everybody that's got COVID. Amen. Everybody that's in that battle right now. So we would say, I decree and declare that all who are in the battle of COVID, that Lord, that See, I want to get on the combine and get rid of the hoe. Amen. Amen. I want to get on that combine and I want to go for a ride. Say, Lord, 
I pray against the spirit of infirmity that's brought COVID to our land. I pray, God, that you would intervene and that you would interrupt that spirit today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we take authority over that spirit of infirmity called COVID right now, and we cast it down back to the pit of hell from where it came, that it shall have no part in any of our believers in the name of Jesus. But, Lord, that we would be victorious in the name of Jesus. See, and then your part would be what you're doing. You're clapping, you're shouting, you're saying, yes, amen. Father, Lord, I know Martin, I know, I know Monica. You know, you could shout out in agreement. You can call out their names while we're, while we're pushing that combine down the road, amen. Well, that combine's moving and the hole gets out of the way. See, when we all get together, we can shout out names. But when, it, when we're doing corporately, I don't come up and I don't just say, you know, Lord, touch Touch the laundry today. I pray, Lord, for everybody that's going through what the laundry is. You know, I, I switch into gears. We're going to cover some territory. We're going to move some land. Yeah. Amen. You know, it's not just plowing with the hoe, but it's getting on that combine and covering a lot of ground. Matthew 18, 19, it says, Again, I say to you that if... Two of you agree on earth concerning asking anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. If any two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask. You see, so when we come together corporately and we come together in agreement, it will accomplish so much. It's like dumping high 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 fuel in that combine to get it moving. You know, it's like now instead of just chugging down the road, it's it's moving. It's moving, amen. The power of agreement. If you agree, be vocal about it. If you agree, shout amen, amen. If you agree, shout hallelujah, you know. Re repeat what's being declared. And you know what's really hard is you've not been taught to pray that way. So we want to sit there and we want to be um, reverent. And listen, I, 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 I'm very reverent to the Lord. But when we're doing corporate prayer, he wants us to press. He wants us to enter in. He wants us to be, to, to be vocal. Fervent. I'm getting to fervent. It's coming. It's, it's right here. <laughs> I'm trying not to say it yet because it's, it's down there. <laughs> but he wants us to get involved in the congregation, to be involved in decreeing, amen? You know, I say, Father, we come against that spirit of COVID. What do you say? Amen. See, you get involved. You're not just sitting, you don't have to be quiet. And I know that some of us are we're quiet. Listen, I'm a very quiet person. I know you would not know that from up here. But at Delana, am I a quiet person? Yes. See, she wants me to talk. She, she's always telling me, use words, Ron. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. My daughter's always like, use words, Dad. Because like, I just give the nod and, yeah, you know, I, I don't say a lot. But when I get up here, it's Amen. the anointing that just comes, you know. So, but when you get in corporate prayer, you got to step into that anointing that comes into agreement that allows yourself to step out, not who you are, but who Christ is in you, amen? That the power of God just comes in you and you just begin to shout, hallelujah. 
you come down to the front, you say, yeah, I remember, I remember, I was sitting back where you are, Philomena, one day, and the Lord's touching me. I mean, he is flooding me with his presence. And he says, I want you to go lay on the altar. And I'm like, uh, there's nobody at the altar. And he says, go, go. And I, so I, I got to the altar and he hit me so hard. I was on my face and he hit me so hard that I could only crawl back. I mean, I know when the service was going on, I needed to move. And I couldn't get up, so I just crawled back to my seat. See, you, you can't be worried about what people are going to think about you. But when you get out of your seat and you come, you may motivate that person right behind you to come too. You know, you, you might be that motivator that encourages somebody. Oh, look at, look at Philomena's going, I can go. Enter in. Shout. Press. Amen. That's what God is calling us to. If we're going to see, we want to see these mountain moves when we're praying for healing. We need to come into agreement for that, amen? To, together for what the word of God declares. Shout it out. The fervency of prayer, there it is, okay, it's in my notes, will accomplish a lot when we are fervent, when we're intense. I mean, I'm okay being fervent. I'm okay being loud. I'm okay being intense because I'm that way at a football game. I'm okay to shout at a football game. I went to a Clippers basketball game one time, and me and my friend, we just happened to be so loud that that whole end of the stadium just listened to us. And when, they, when somebody was getting up to leave early, uh-uh, get back in your seats! <laughs> I had to do that at church, huh? I did it out of Clipper game. I do it here. But God wants us to be fervent for him, amen, to pray fervently. And to pray fervently, it's to be excited. It's to be, be boisterous. I mean, to really let it go. It's to, to speak out. And that, you may be timid about that, but just remember, God has not given you a spirit of timidity. But it's given you power, love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Amen. In the house of the Lord, you don't have to be timid. Now, there, there are times, I mean, I, remember, I'm talking about corporate prayer. I mean, there's times when we need to shut up and be quiet. And just listen. Just take it in. What God is saying to you. There's those times. And I believe that as much as we speak, we need to as much as allow God to speak to us. We need to give him equal time. But the fervent prayer is going to accomplish a lot. Confess James 5. Confess your trespasses one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth produced fruit. See, that there's that fervency of a righteous person crying out to God and that's what God is calling us to step into, coming together in unity and praying with fervency.
Now, he, like I said, what I'm talking about today will cause you to have to step out of who you are. Because, you know, you might be shy, you might be um, quiet. I was that way, and I had a man come years ago, and he laid hands on me for that fervency to come. And it did. I'm going to do that at the end today. What about corporate prayers for family members or a friend struggling with a sin? How do you corporately pray for them? You know, I'm of the flavor that don't expose them. You know, don't come up here at corporate prayer. My son, my daughter, my husband, my wife. I want to take the mic. See, because, listen, if you expose people, what about what happens when they get saved? And they come here. Oh, are you the son that was hooked on drugs? Are you the woman that had the affair? And what are they going to do? Run. So, we want to leave the door open for them to come to church. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that you can't get people to come into agreement, but do it in a small group setting. Don't do it in a corporate setting. Do it in a small group setting. Say something to the effect of, you know, when you come up there, if you got, I mean, how many of you got wayward kids? You know? Wayward kids, grandkids, a husband, a wife, whatever, you know? You know, maybe there's somebody that's addicted. Let, let's, let's go through uh, addiction. Say something to the effect, I like to pray for people, Father, that are addicted to drugs or whatever that struggle is, you know. But in this, in this you're not exposing people, but we plow the field, amen, with the combine for God to dispatch his ministering spirits, his angels, to an area, not just one person. See, Lord, I pray right now for the people in Corona today that are stuck on drugs, God. I pray that you would touch them today, that you would deliver, that you would send your angels to them today, your ministering spirits, Father God, to root out and pull down that binding that is upon them and that you set them free today in the name of Jesus. Let's cover people. What does it say in 1 Peter 4, 8? Above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Amen. We want to cover people, not expose them. Amen. So that when they do come to church, we don't look at them funny or we don't say something stupid. I, I had struggle with my daughter, you know, and um, an older lady in the church came to me and she said, you know, you need to just love your daughter and, and let it go what happened. And, and she, she read me the riot act. And I, and I, I got a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wasn't the pastor, by the way. But I said, uh, now you went through this with your kids. How did that work for you? And she started crying. It's not very good. And we prayed together. See, we don't want to expose people. We want to love people, amen? Hey, and I'm not saying some people don't need, need to be loved from afar. You know, there's times where you got you to just take a step back from them. We want to cover people, not expose them so that when they do come to church, we can, we can love them. In corporate prayer, it's not story time of something that happened to you. It's not time to tell your story of what you're going through or what happened to you that day. It's time to pray. Corporate prayer is a time to pray. It's a time to express what God is wanting. Amen. It's prayer time. We build momentum and we keep momentum in the spirit. And we, we don't tell our stories. We tell God's stories. We tell what God wants. Well, we speak from the Lord when we come together in corporate prayer. It's learning about how to, how to take what's happened to you and turn it into prayer for all people who may have experienced the same issue. A example, what if you got robbed? And you come today, oh, I got robbed today. You know, man, this guy caught me when I was getting in my car and, you know, I had a gun and he took all my money and, you know, now I, I'm hurting and, you know, and, and he clubbed me with a gun and, you know, and, and you just go on and on and on about your situation. But what if you come in and you, and you said this, I wrote a prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, I come for you before you today to lift up people who have experienced loss, who have been robbed. I ask, Father, that you would convict those people who rob people. I pray that their hearts would be so convicted that they would stop today. Lord, that you would bring safety to our community and that the robbing would stop. That the police would have a track on those doing the robbing and they would be found out. I pray that they would be so convicted by the Holy Spirit to return what has been taken. I pray for their salvation today. That you would put a guard of protection around people so that this does not happen to us in our community. In Jesus' name, amen. See, it's like Peter. He didn't make it about him. He glorified God. He declared the word of the Lord. And I mean, even if it was like about healing. Oh, Father, you know, you don't have to tell us what the doctor said to you, though we do care. But you don't, when we're, I'm talking about corporate prayer. That you, go, you come from the doctor. The doctor says you're going to die next week. Oh, Heavenly Father, I come before you today and I thank you for being my God and that I'm your child, Father. And I thank you for the word of the Lord that declares you're the Lord God that heals me of all disease. And I pray for your healing power in our community. I pray for your healing in our church. I pray for that everybody that's battling the sickness and disease in our church to be healed today. In Jesus' name, Father, let that fire of healing roll through this house let every disease let every cancer let every tumor be dissolved God Lord that you would do a supernatural work in the body of Christ Lord because you said that by your stripes we are healed amen amen I need a drink
That's plowing the field. That's corporate prayer. It's accomplishing a lot in the spirit. Now remember this, like I said, I'm talking about corporate prayer. If you come from the doctor and they've given you a bad report, I want to know what's going on in your life. I don't want to find out in corporate prayer though. I want you to come and talk. Let's be in your small group. Let them come to agreement with you, amen? Because that's what you, you need to get involved in small groups. You need to, amen, amen. I mean, Mark's got one, you know, uh, Margaret's got one. Robert is with Margaret and, you know, we have more. Ed and Andy have one. You know, get involved in a small group. Get involved and when they get big, we'll multiply them, amen? This is when we come together kind of prayer. This is corporate prayer. And this is how I know God wants us to really press into him, to lean into him because that combine needs a lot of fuel. Amen? It needs a lot of fuel. And it's gonna roll. And as we do corporate prayer, it's gonna be incredible. But prayer in general, just prayer whenever, prayer by yourself, prayer husband and wife, prayer small group, corporate prayer, you need to come with scriptures to pray. You need to learn to pray the word of God. I think Pastor Fred is going to hit on this in his session, but I'm going to touch on it for a moment. Isaiah 55, verse 10 through 13. For his rain comes down in the snow from heaven and do not return there but the but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Amen. So my word shall be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the things, in the thing in the thing for which I sent it, amen? So this is why we need to learn to pray the word of God. This is why when you come to a corporate prayer meeting, you need to have a scripture that you you need to pray. You need to get it in you, amen? Get the word of God in you. Mark chapter 16, verse 20, it says, they went out, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs, amen? The Lord confirms what you say. So what, what, what do we say? The word. But what do we normally say? Listen, man, this, this is like, what I'm talking about right now, you gotta change your thinking. You gotta change mindsets. You got to get in touch with the Lord. You got to get in touch with his word and you got to really, really, really work at it. Because I mean, the first thing, like when you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling good, what do you say? Oh man, I don't feel good. Show me that in the Bible. So this is where it gets hard. When you get up, say, I'm in need of a healing. You're the Lord God that heals me. Do your thing. You're a great, great God. Nothing is too more powerful than you. Nothing is too hard for you. Come on, God. 
You know how my body's feeling today, and I discharge you today by the word of the Lord that by your stripes I am healed. Now that's, that's tough. It's really hard to break the mindsets. Man, I looked at them lights. I can't see a thing now. Whew, I'm seeing spots. But when you, when you retrain your thinking to speak the word, you see, because that's what it says in Joshua 1.8. You know, he's like, keep the word on the tip of your tongue. Hide the word in your mouth. So that when you speak, it's the first thing that comes out. When you speak, you speak the word. You know, I, you know, I can just go into my doctor, my doctor with my mom when she was alive. Pastor, it was, that doctor came in, sat down with my mom, and I'm sitting right next to her. And the doctor says, you have leukemia. And, and I'm just watching my mom. Tears just, and they start rolling down her cheek. And the doctor gave her options. You know, that was so hard to sit through. Man, it, that was tough. The doctor says, I'm going to give you a few minutes. I said, okay. You know, I'm her son. I got to hold, I'm, I'm, I'm holding it together. I'm the pastor. I'm, I'm there as her pastor too. I just slid my chair in front of her face. I said, mom, three times the doctor said you had lung cancer. Three times they found a tumor in your lungs. Three times we prayed and that tumor left. And they couldn't find it. I said, three times, Mom. I said, Mom, you had a spot on your arm and you told me to pray for it that you're going to have to have an operation and it fell off. And just begin to give glory to God right there in the doctor's office, Amen. declaring what he has done. Amen. You can't get lost in the moment. But when you got the word of the Lord on the tip of your tongue, it's always there. It's always there. That when trouble comes, it's the first thing out of your mouth. That when, when a good time comes, that's the first thing out of your mouth. That we're always giving praise and we're giving glory to God. Amen. And we start speaking it out. It starts flows out of us like a river. It, it, God's got it. And we don't let it control us. We don't let it control our emotions. But we understand God's got it. God's got your son. And because of your faithfulness, God is saving your son. And he is getting freed. Even as we speak, he's getting freed. And you'll get the call one day, not dad, give me money, not dad, help me. It's gonna be dad, I am on the right track today. I am moving out with God. That's what's coming for you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to let it. Now, I know you don't. You guys are real strong in what you believe in the Lord. But I, I just want to encourage you today. Oh, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we see it. I see it. Lord, that prodigal returning, God. Coming home. Coming home. Lord, today, 
we decree and declare for every prodigal that has wandered from our homes to come back with a repentant heart, God. Lord, just as we read in your word, God, we decree and declare that for every prodigal, God, Lord, that they'll come home to us. Father God, and they'll be so repentant. There'll be such a party that is thrown, God. Such a celebration. Father God, I pray for all the families here today, God, for that prodigal to come home today. That, Lord, they start wandering in the darkness. They stop wandering in the wilderness. And, Father God, that they'd wake up and they would come home. Bring the prodigal home, Father. Lord, we decree your word over them that us and our whole household shall be saved. And we call them prodigals home today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we decree and declare that. And we agree on that today, amen. We agree on that today. They are coming home. They are coming home. They are coming home. Amen. They're coming home. Hallelujah. Woo. We just got to learn as the body of Christ not to speak out of our flesh. We got to speak out of the spirit. We got to let God arise and the enemies be scattered. Amen. We got to let God arise. If we speak the word in the spirit, listen, what did that word say? Mark at a mark. That the Lord will confirm the word you speak. You go to the doctor to find out what's wrong with you. He tells you. So when, when you go home and you got to tell your wife or your husband or whatever, just say, you know what? I'm in need of a healing. The doctor says this, but the word of God declares I'm healed. So I don't want to come into agreement with the doctor, but I want to come into agreement with the word of the Lord. And start professing that word of the Lord over your life. Amen. Amen. That it just manifests in you. You know, and you say, do my words really matter? Well, when it says God will confirm what you say, it matters. Oh, I'm so sick. God says, okay. But if you say, oh, I'm so healed. I want, that's the word I want him to confirm, amen. I want that word confirmed. You go to the doctor and he, and he gives you the diagnosis of what he sees. But the word's given us a diagnosis that by your stripes, Jesus, I am healed. So there's power in learning the word and praying the word, amen. Don't, don't, listen, don't go to the doctor and have him tell you what's wrong and then rebuke the doctor. Don't rebuke the doctor. He's just telling you what you paid him just, you know, to find out. But get with Jesus. And then when you come to corporate prayer, pray for everybody that's battling what you're going through. Doctor tells you that you got cancer. Father, I pray for every person in our church, our community that's battling cancer. I pray, Lord, that you would dissolve that seed, Lord, that you take that seed out of their bodies today. 
that, Lord, we cast that seed back to the pit of hell from where it came. Lord, we do not take ownership over cancer, Father God, but we curse that seed today in the name of Jesus. And we command that seed to be withered up, dried up, and fall away in the name of Jesus. That it have no part in us. See, it's just getting the word in you, man. But you've got to get the word in you. You've got to get the word in you. You've got to know what your promises are. There are so many healing scriptures in the Bible. You've got to get them in you. You've got to drink them in. And you've got to memorize them. And you've got to get That's why I've been giving memory verses, you know, every, every week. And, and like I said, somebody said, maybe you ought to go once a month since they're really slow about memorizing the one. It's on your bulletin. Don't own sickness. And when you come corporately, pray corporately. You know, if you're getting together with your friends, that's when you pray your needs. But when you, when you come together corporately, you don't just pray your needs, you pray my needs and his, her needs and her needs and his needs and his needs and his needs and his needs. We pray the field, amen. We're going to drive that compound, combine to victory, amen, to victory, to where we're seeing victory, to where we're seeing our community change, to where we're seeing lives change. We're seeing the prodigals come home, amen. Not just your prodigal, but your prodigal and your prodigal and your prodigal. We're seeing them all come home. It's going to happen. Now, my last admonishment to you is come to corporate prayer. <laughs> come. It's Wednesday night at 6.30. Come to corporate prayer. We don't care how you look, how you smell, or whatever. You know, because I just got off work. I can't come. Just get here. You can sit over there. <laughs> no, nah, man, come sit in the front row. It don't matter. Just come. Come to corporate prayer. Father, we thank you for today, God. We thank you, Lord, that you have put it in our heart, God, to worship and to pray, to seek your face, that this year, God, like no other, we are going to press into you. Lord, like John the Beloved, just lean to you at that supper, Lord, how he leaned on you. Lord, we want to just lean on you like John did. We want to lean into you. Lord, we want to see victories this year like never before. Lord, we know that we know. We know you're coming, Lord. We know we're coming into the last days, God. We know. Father God, we pray that, Lord, that we would be mindful of what's going on, what season we're in. And, Lord, that we, this would be the year that we just press, that we see this building shake with your presence, God. And we see people filled, overflowing with the Holy Spirit from being in your presence. That we see such boldness come upon us, God, yeah. Lord, that we would go out and tell somebody about Jesus. 
that we'd be so bold to speak your word. Holy Spirit, just fill us today. As I said earlier, I was going to pray for you here at the end. If you're saying, Jesus, I want that urgency, that fervency, that boldness to pray like never before. I want you to get up out of your seats and come down here today. And I'm just going to anoint you with oil and I'm going to pray for you today. Hallelujah. Come to the front. Come to the front. Press all the way up. Yeah, hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Anoint your Father. Anoint your Father in the name of Jesus. Anoint your Father. Yeah, anoint him. Anoint him, Lord. Anoint him, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Anoint him, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can come to this side too. It's okay. Yeah, hallelujah. Father, just let it flow. Let it flow. I pray for a spirit of prayer on us, God. A spirit of prayer on us, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow, God. Praise you, Jesus. Let it flow, Father. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. A spirit of prayer. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Just let it flow, God. Let it flow, Father. Spirit of prayer. Spirit of prayer. Spirit of prayer. Yeah. Just fill us today, God. Fill us today, God. Yeah. The spirit of prayer, Father. Let it rain down on us, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of prayer, Father. Let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Birth it in us today, God. I pray for holy fire to come. Holy fire to come. Lord, in the name of Jesus, that it just flow from your throne, God. That it burn within us, God. That spirit of prayer today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. In the name of Jesus. Let it rain down on us, God. Hallelujah, Father. Let it burn in us, Lord. Let it burn in us, Lord Jesus. Yeah, in Jesus' name, let it flow, God. Yeah, hallelujah. Let it burn in her, Lord. Let it burn in her, Lord. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Heavenly Father, here we are. We're standing before you, God. We are crying out to you, God. <coughs> Lord, for a spirit of prayer, a spirit of prayer, God. That urgency, that fervency, that power, 
Word, God. Be birthed in each one of us, Father. Oh, yay. Yay, God, that that fire would burn in us, God, that we not let up, God. But, Lord, we press. This be the year of pressing, God, the year of pressing into you, God. Seeing your kingdom come, your will be done, God. Lord, I pray that it burn in each one of us today, Father. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. Let the Holy Spirit just fill us today, Lord. Fill us today. Fill us today. Fill us, Lord. Fill us. Fill us, Holy Spirit. I pray for a holy boldness to come, God. A holy boldness to come, God. Let it rain, God. Let it rain. Fill us, God. I pray that you break off all timidity, all fear, God. That you fill us with power, love, and a sound mind today, God. Let it flow from your throne. Let the Spirit empower each one of us today, God. Yeah, just fill us, Lord. Fill us today, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, we glorify you, God. Yeah, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Yeah, yeah, somebody. Give me that microphone, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let it flow, God. Your healing touch. Your healing, God. Let it flow, God, today upon this man of God. Let it flow. Let his body be restored today, God. And Lord, what did you say it was? His heart. Lord, I pray for his heart today, God. I pray for every person today that has a heart issue. And as I lay hands on this gentleman today, God, Lord, I pray that it be like every heart that needs a healing. Lord, that you restore people's hearts today, God. Lord, that you would just jumpstart, jumpstart, God, the heart today to function, to be open. Give them a new heart, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, let hearts be restored. I pray for the brokenhearted today, God, in the physical and in the spirit, God. Those that have a broken heart. Lord, you said that you sent us to heal the brokenhearted. Lord, I pray physically you touch his heart today, and I pray spiritually you touch all broken hearts today, God. And you restore them today, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. We give you praise, God. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God.